Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the fleshly sliced deli voice of your local guy as we start on with the food show for another day and uh, we've got two hours ahead of us to uh, talk about the many ways in which we can really enjoy uh, the whole business of eating drinking restaurants cooking wine all of that we cover the whole range of it and you don't have to be at a certain place at a certain time or anything like that it's an easygoing uh, kind of way of playing around and all you need to do to get to be part of it is to go to 260 and if you do that we will uh, get you on the phone uh, you can you know play that down as much as you want to and we talk about just anything having to do with food um, last couple of days I've been incredibly busy uh, with things going on around town uh, last night uh, is uh, something I think you could safely call uh, one of the most impressive galas that we have had in a long time. Uh, the, uh, th- what happened was, uh, what did you do? Oh, nothing. That's, I, that's brand new. Uh, well, <clears throat> anyway, uh, last night uh, there was this enormous uh Party. No, party doesn't quite capture it. Capture it. It is uh, was it was really enormous. Enormous. A gala. A gala for sure. And uh, I would say you should have been there, but in fact there were so many people already there that the last thing they needed was some more. Uh, so uh, we'll talk about that because it uh, involves a lot of the restaurants around town and the wines and all of that. Uh, and uh, it is. Uh, if, in case you're wondering what, what it could be uh, about, it's uh, about uh, the uh, just honoring the it's chefs honoring, among the, no, no, no. huh? The what? Honoring yeah, the the honoring of Chef uh, John Foltz. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, we were going to fix it the way it ought to be. Anyway, we will uh, we'll be talking about that a bit, and uh, if you can't quite uh, get get it the way you like it. Uh, what you can do is go on our website where we uh, uh, that we have a, a good time uh, playing around with. Uh, th- there had to be I, we've been trying to figure out how many people were at this event last night at the Roosevelt Hotel. You you said 200 earlier today, 400, 300, 300. Uh, uh, that's uh, that's a, that's kind of high, it seems to me. But what do I know? Anyway, we were, we're going to talk about that a bit during the program, 
and uh, anything else that comes up over here. Our uh, our assistant, actually, no, he's hardly an assistant. Uh, uh, Ron. Yeah. Ron. What? Ron. 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 What's that mean? Your assistant. My assistant, Marianne. Ah. Okay. Yeah, you're you are Marianne, aren't hey, Ron, you? Ron, we need to take a break right now because my mic is tied up in the most ridiculous way. We need to just we need to take a break. So let's take a break, and we'll be back after I unwind. Uh, uh, we we're we're being asked to keep it going uh, right now. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's uh, our telephone number is two six zero six three six eight. And if I told you how much that uh, microphone cost, uh, I think you'd rear back Treat and shock. Treat it better? Okay. Yeah. Hi, guys. We're here, and yeah. uh, we're going to talk about the event last night, which was really great. It was uh, John Fulce, the honoring of John Fulce as a culinary ambassador for Louisiana to the rest of the world. Yeah. It was the occasion of the now fee. New Orleans Wine and Food Experience, Ella Brennan Award. He was the 10th annual Ella Brennan Award recipient. And anyone who is in the restaurant industry who was not otherwise engaged uh, was there last night. It was a uh, great time to see everyone that we've known for many years and um Food was good. Uh, it was beautifully planned out, beautifully executed, and a good time was certainly had by all. Yeah, uh, what uh, the the best part of it, as far as I was concerned, was uh, the people who were there. A lot of whom were were very well known chefs that I haven't seen in a long, long time, and uh, also a lot of uh, other people. You know, and sometimes it kind of took you aback. Uh, my waiter at Antoine's, for example, he was there. And in his uniform and the whole thing, and I thought, wait, you're not an Antoine's anymore? And he told me, oh, no, I'm, I'm still over there. Uh, but he wanted to put, along with a lot of other people, they wanted to put in uh, some time on this uh, big deal that they did yesterday. Antoine served a crawfish bisque with the head stuffed, which is really unusual. I mean, you don't see that very much. Now, I mean, you see little fried boules of crawfish stuffing, and uh, people just don't stuff heads anymore. But this this was the real deal. It was uh, stuffed heads. I think the most interesting thing that was there last night to me because of my porchetta obsession was a porchetta. Yeah, what is, tell me about your porchetta. It's extremely rare to see those. And uh, this was done by... um, Donald Link and Steve Strajewski, and uh, if ever there were two people really qualified to do such a thing, that would be them. And uh, it was it was actually pretty good. It was sliced very thin, which is something you don't normally see of a porchetta. And um, it was enormously fat-filled. Well, it was that's actually the name very of that game. little meat on it. But that was fine because it was kind of a just a cool thing to see. And um, they also had uh, a fried hog jowl, 
that was done by uh, Michael Galata from MoFo, who, as I didn't realize, was, I think, a graduate of the uh, the Fulce Culinary Institute in... um, Well, that's saying something. At Nickel State, if if my uh, impression was correct. At some point, they paraded a large group of chefs in full chef regalia up to the podium where uh, I think they were all graduates of the um, of the Fulce Culinary Institute. A really interesting program last night. Uh, it would have been hard to honor someone as engaged and... Um, generous and just so well connected thought of etc etc as John Fulce and uh, they had assembled quite a number of people to pay homage to him and it was uh, it's all about I, him. I, thought, <laughs> I thought that Eric Paulson who you know is um, always there is uh, let's see can sometimes be acerbic um, Eric Paulson started the event by saying, we are here tonight to spend three or four hours doing something that John Fulce does every day, celebrating John Fulce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, uh, you know, uh, that, that sounds like we're putting him down for some reason, but he is one kind of... No, he uh, is. Un- he's, a, he's a lovely person. He is, I mean, you know, like I said, that, that's an Eric Paulsonism, but um, but it's it's wonderful to see someone like John Fulce, who is so adept at what he does, so gregarious, so welcoming, and such a fantastic cultural ambassador. Uh, to be honored in that way, it was it was uh, lovely, lovely. It was really lovely. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of good food to be had. There was a there was a gigantic tray of hogshead cheese, and I was really surprised at how many people were as excited about that as me because I love hogshead cheese. I've loved loved hogshead cheese since my father used to get it every week from Troop's supermarket. And um, there are many versions of hogshead cheese, some better than others, like everything else. I think uh, Maria Terranova does probably the best yum, one yum. I've ever had. But Great um, Italian sausage there. Yeah, too. but you can get a bad hogshead cheese, too. And this you was can? not the case last night. It mm. was, um, I think... I'm trying to think. Uh, Nathan Richard is the one who did, and with a name like Richard, you'd almost have to do a good hogshead cheese. But, but each one of the chefs that were involved in this, and there were many of them, presented some dish, and there was a charcuterie uh, table with hogshead cheese. There was a looked like maybe a. I want to say a capicola but i could be wrong about that and several other kinds of meats there was this what looks like raw bacon but i didn't even i didn't investigate it far enough to even see what it was i think most people thought that's what it was because 
I don't think anyone ate any of it, but uh, it was uh, it was most interesting. There was the duck pastrami that you liked that yeah, that was Spicer that, had. I couldn't stop uh, from eating that. You like that a lot, huh? And then the crab meat thing too, the little boats of crab meat and uh, yeah. you know, pastry. Yeah, that those was were. Good. I had an obscene amount of those. I might have had more of that than anything else. But the crab meat maison from Galatoire's was being served in little, I would say maybe nickel size pastry cups, and uh, it was really hard to resist those. A lot of grilled vegetables as a buffet item. Uh, Really just a really nice party. I thought they were a little heavy on the soups in the main dining room. Uh, You know, I was thinking the same thing myself. Yeah, but there were some really good ones and some very unusual ones there. But uh, Chef Andrea was there, which I was surprised by. And then I realized that he was representing the country of Italy because it was seven United Nations honoring John Fulce. Mm. And they had the, uh, what do they call it? The consulate from the UK, from Germany, from France, Italy. And, you know, everybody gave a little speech and uh, Africa. And it was uh, it was just it was really a fascinating evening and a delicious one, too. Did you know what what got me? And this would have gotten anybody. What's that? This was uh, being all of this was being done in the uh, big uh, at the Ritz Carlton at the Ritz Carlton. Mm -hmm. Their number two. I don't know what it is, but it's the uh, uh, they have one section of that. It's it's enormous. Uh, it, was a, it was a grand ballroom. They the had grand several ballroom. grand ballrooms, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that one is con- in a class by itself. I remember it uh, on a bigger event some, oh, 30, 40 years ago. Well, it's only been there and, for about 20 years. Well, close enough for the me hotel. to remember it. But because uh, they, the way they did it for us was they had the, the chefs all the way around the entire really enormous room. And uh, in addition to that, you also had every one of these chefs walking around on their white toques, their, their, that uh, hat that they they wear, and uh, that was really impressive. I, I I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. You know, Errol Laborde and I were sitting down. He was uh, he was checking his emails, and I was massaging my feet because I was uh-huh. wearing these, well, you know, who doesn't these do boots that? that were really, you know, I mean, I just wasn't born to wear like stylish women's shoes. Anyway, um, we were sort of hidden in a little private area and we were talking and he was reminiscing about the old Maison Blanche building because New Orleans Magazine, which was one of the sponsors of the event last night, used to be located there, as was WSMB. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about the old days with the elevator operator, which he remembered as being a man named Mr. Broussard, who had like a little page boy. Do you remember him? We used to ride up and down with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do, but I don't remember it being the Roosevelt. It wasn't the uh, Roosevelt. It, it was the Ritz Carlton, which was formerly the WSMB building. Yeah. Uh, the Maison Blotch building is what it well, was. That's what is what it was. And... and uh, but I, I, I do remember going up and down on the uh, Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah. No, not the Roosevelt, <clears throat> but the well, Ritz-Carlton. We'll the Ritz-Carlton was crafted was from the old 
the old Maison Blanche building where WSMB was prior to its move to, uh, it was, where did it? It was, uh, easy to, to moved, say you would know all this. It moved to <laughs> the Superdome. Yeah. And it was there for a while before it moved to its current location. But um, WSMB, before, there were a lot of dental offices in that building. Yeah. And Errol was talking about the vacant dental offices that were everywhere in the building when he was still there with New Orleans Magazine. So we had a cute little reminiscence about... Uh, mainly the elevator operator, whose name I did not know, but mm-hmm. he called him Mr. Broussard. I just I can picture him now yeah. with his page boy. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Joe, this is Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, we're here uh, to to talk about the event last night in the Roosevelt Hotel and trying to figure out what who was in the Roosevelt and who was in the um, the Maison Blanche building. Just talking about the old days. And uh, and you get a lot of that once we, you just start talking about it, and there it is. Two six zero six three six eight. I uh, was while I was waiting for everybody to show up for the show today, I was uh, making a, some lists of a few uh, items that were just on my mind. Nothing nothing particular, but I thought uh, I would lay these in front of you and see what uh, comes from it. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, uh, when you get crawfish, I noticed this last night. When we got crawfish, there was a really good uh, thick sauce in there. Uh, but there was were also these, you know, pretty much the whole size uh, uh, shank. Of, <laughs> they don't have shanks, I guess. But the, the, the front of the, uh, the crawfish. And in order to eat these, you had to either be really careful about biting around the, uh, the shell and I'm not that good at that. So, uh, but the, the flavor was really nice. And I uh, thought I would ask you this question, if you don't mind. Describe this serving, uh, if if you've got it, and uh, tell me how it played in in uh, in talking about all this stuff. Uh, if you would just uh, come by, and and try it. And they also had a really good turtle soup. But anyway, if you were if you were asking for a uh, a uh, a well put together crawfish kind of stew. Uh, describe it for me. How would how do you like things like that? Any any thoughts? I don't eat crawfish stew. You don't eat crawfish. But I do yeah. eat crawfish um, by peeling them and eating them, and I eat crawfish corn chowder and other kinds of soups. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not big on things like crawfish étouffée, so. I'm probably the wrong person to ask. Well, you never know. Uh, 260 <clears throat> if you would like to answer Tom's question about the crawfish, he is posing it. Today is uh, National Croissant Day. Are they uh, croissant croissants? Croissants, yeah. yes. Who hmm. does not love a great croissant? I think that I don't ever eat them usually because I know that it's it, it, crawfish, a, crawfish, a croissant is one of those things like ice cream to me. I love ice cream. I love croissants. I love pizza more. So if I had to give up, and unless you're thin, you do have to make choices with everything. So I usually don't eat croissants. 
But occasionally, if there is a really great croissant out there, I will definitely eat it. Um, How will you know it when you see it? They are exceptionally flaky. I find that croissants that have sort of a hard-ish kind of shell to them, but are also very flaky, flaky uh, are just divine. I mean, they're really great. But like I said, I wouldn't necessarily go looking for them. There's a bakery that I'm absolutely bonkers over right now, and it's yeah. called Levy. Levy? Where Levy. Is it? it is where the old Arts Bagels was. On the side street, right off of Magazine, I'm trying to oh, think of I the side that. street. But it is whatever the side street is between the Rum House and that Sherbert Green building on Magazine. Arts Bagels was about 100 feet from Magazine, right in the middle of the block. And that space has been taken by Levy Baking Co. Hmm. Uh, for a long time, or is that something that's been there a while? I would say it's months, you know, maybe six months or so. Anyway, this gal, and I absolutely never use that word, but Why this not? woman, I don't know, this person uh, can really bake, can mm-hmm. really, really bake. And um, I I think that what she does is maybe a little bit out there for me, like, you know, a rye brownie. But there is no mistaking her skill with puff pastry. And it stands up. It's light. The sheets are clearly defined. It flakes. When you tear it, it's got the perfect crumb to it. Where you pull the pieces apart, it's sort of just, you can sort of watch it pull apart. It's perfection. That's what I think when I see her stuff. And um, she's also got scones, which I'm not as crazy about because they tend to be a little bit overdone. I'm really kind of nuts about scones and really particular about my scones. And I would say that hers might be a little bit overdone. They're also savory, tend to be savory, which is fine um, because I like savory scones. But what she does with croissant dough, croissant dough is just wow. I'm in awe. And um, usually she has different kinds. And the other, last time I was in there, there was a goat cheese and tomato tart Mm. that stood up about two inches high and flaked Mm. like crazy. Was it uh, warm or cold? It was room temperature. It was room temperature. And uh, it's just, I, I just love, I'm just really crazy about that bakery. And so when I think of a croissant, that's probably what I'm going to think of right now. The best croissant I've ever had was not actually in France. It was in Belgium. Yeah, that, uh, at that's... A... Uh, they were crazy good, and I, I've never had one the like since then. 
Um, but I do, I, I think for a good old American croissant, this, uh, this woman at Levy is, is doing it for me. That's for sure. 260 Has anyone else had that experience? Do you have a favorite croissant? Today is National Croissant Day, and who doesn't love croissants? Do you like croissant sandwiches? These are not croissants, but uh, they have uh, this, there's a new place in mid, uh, excuse me, in the uh, Lakeview area. Uh, and uh, it's the, in fact, I think there's three different uh, uh, places. Are we that, back to donuts, sliders, and brew? No, no. This the main thing that would have attracted me, and in fact, it did, was uh, they were doing uh, uh, the uh, cappuccino. Cappuccino was half of it, and then it was coated with some. Uh, 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 well, it was you, a winning barista technique yeah. with its little design. I don't even know how they yeah. do that, but uh, it definitely they definitely did have that. But we talked about that yesterday. Anybody like croissant sandwiches? Croissant sandwiches. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, like I to don't. Me, to me, when I think of a croissant sandwich, and I don't either, generally speaking, but uh, I think that a case could be made for a really great chicken salad on a perfect croissant dressed with lettuce and tomato and some ho- house-made chips alongside it. I could, I could definitely, I could definitely enjoy that. Or maybe a croissant club. Well, the, the item that I was trying to get uh, my hold on to is actually a cinnamon muffin, but it wasn't that kind of you know dried out sort of thing that you find mm-hmm. under that name, but it was uh-huh. very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, even a little bit too many of these little BBs of uh, the... I don't even know what that was. <laughs> what was? No, cinnamon. What, what, was was a, that what it was? It was cinnamon it was BBs? A, it was a cinnamon uh, pastry. Well, yeah, I know, but there was uh, there were these little BBs, and I didn't care enough to ask you what they were, but um, it was it was clearly something. I don't know I don't know what it was, but anyway, that was. Uh, well, I liked it because uh, I know you like. I, I have a taste for cinnamon in a lot of things, in, really, in just about anything imaginable. Yeah, that's pretty close to yeah, true. Yeah, sugar and cinnamon, that'll do it. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. If you would like to chat with us, we are talking about food, as always. Yep. Do this every day, Monday through Friday. And uh, <clears throat> and by the way, before uh, we we go too deeply into this, yesterday we were trying to f- remember the name of what was for many many years the most uh, uh, the best known and the best like uh, outfit that made potato chips. And for I just even though it was very uh, high profile and people went to it all the time, it was the number one in its size. And uh, it turns out it was just Dickie's potato chips. Who doesn't know that or didn't? Well, I didn't know it. I knew when I heard it what it was, but I I thought we were talking about Elmer's, like Elmer's Chewies, but but Dickie's potato chips is uh, was what someone uh, shot to me. And I'm trying to think of, who that was but anyway thank you whoever it was that sent that to me people text me throughout the show and I keep saying could you please just call on the air that would be helpful which is kind of what I'm imploring you to do 260-6368 is the number if you would like to chat with us today's national croissant day we uh, will continue to report a little bit about the dinner that we went to last night which was uh, quite spectacular quite 
fantastic, actually. Another thing I want to mention uh, is the platter or platters uh-huh. of grilled vegetables. And I was kind of watching that because I love grilled vegetables. And I think I think a lot of people do, too. But there weren't a lot of people taking these grilled vegetables. And the platter could not have been more appealing. It was quite beautiful. Um, so I don't know. Do people not waste stomach space at an event like that on vegetables? Uh, that was actually a question <laughs> I was going to bring out later. That very thing. Okay, we're going to take a break, and we'll be yeah. right back. It's two six zero six three six eight. Well, before you go away, we we have one more little piece of refinement on this matter of the uh, Dickies potato chips. They had a, a slogan on their bags and every other place where they sold them. Uh, they said that uh, Dickie potato chips were untouched by human hands, and they that was their. And on that point. note, we will take a break. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Do talking that looked on as something shocking. Now heaven knows. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We're coming to you live from right here in the middle of the place. Here it's... Uh, a kind cool of a water ranch. cool water ranch, and it's been kind of a cool day today. It seems to just keep getting cooler, cooler. But uh, we'll live. We'll we'll be uh, able to like it. I think it's been an extraordinarily mild winter, thank heaven. Every, yeah, but every now and then a big batch of it comes through. Well, it is it, January. It, yeah, after that's all. true. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, I was looking over some things we could talk about today, and what I was uh, specifically trying to avoid, if possible, is uh, sometimes we get on the, the whole business of uh, uh, ice cream cones and uh, hamburgers and all of that stuff, well worth talking about, but not every day, don't you think? I was going to throw out a topic that uh, Charles Carter actually yeah. um, inspired me to think about last night. Charles Carter, first of all, is a lovely person. Terrific guy. And he is one of the waiters at Antoine's that we most often talk about. And, I mean, if you – New Orleans, and I don't know of any other place like this, but New Orleans has this waiter kind of system where you, at certain restaurants, sort of have – a waiter yeah. and um and you call the waiter and you make your reservation through the waiter and the waiter just sort of takes care of you and i i've always found that an interesting phenomenon and one that i was completely unfamiliar with until i started hanging around with tom but actually that's not true because i had an old boyfriend How old um, was he? who well he was young at the time um who's was from california and his family came in town for my 27th birthday. And by family, I mean his mother and her husband. I think that's it, actually, because that's definitely it. So, um, <clears throat> And so he made a reservation at Antoine's. And it was, uh, and they invited my whole family. So we're talking about a party mm. of a lot of people. Yeah, I, I, I we're talking about maybe a 16 to 20 top, okay, a private room party for my 27th birthday, which was a lovely idea. 
and the bill was well over a thousand dollars. This was this was nineteen. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to say when my twenty seventh birthday was, but it was in the eighties. Okay, so this was pre. This was when Antoine's was not in a very good place and was not very good. But I remember him being very proud to call his waiter. So it wasn't actually, Tom, that predates you. So the first time I'd ever heard about the Antoine's waiter thing was actually through him. So, you know, I, it's not like I'd never heard this before, but, um, but it was not something from, I was familiar with at all. But anyway, Charles Carter, is, these are new days for Antoine's. They're mm-hmm. what I consider to be the halcyon days of Antoine's right now. But um, Charles Carter would be the top of the line waiter by any standard at any time. And he was there last night. I was surprised to see him because I think he might have been, I would say he was the only waiter, but he wasn't. Because there was also the guy from Galatoire's that I adore, but I do not know his name. He well, was the, the one the, walking around. The chef around. from Antoine's was there yes. yesterday. That no, was, no, 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 the yes. chef from Galatoire's. You talking about Philip Lopez? The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked to Philip Lopez for a while, who I am very excited to say that we're going to be having on very soon. He is uh, a really uh, approachable guy, and we had a very nice conversation with him. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, nice guy. Um, so Charles Carter was dressed in his tuxedo, and he was walking around very uh, happily, quote, serving people that he knew in the dining room for the sheer joy of doing that. Well, I mean... I- he it it wasn't it do. wasn't his job he was sort of there as atmosphere i think and uh he was you know at the vip party but not really serving but then when it came time for the dinner which was not a boring buffet as not a boring buffet but it was not a, a boring sort of banquet it was a buffet style thing but so so it was not required of Charles Carter to go and get the Antoine's crawfish bisque that he brought to our table several times for different people. But I was just so charmed by his overall excitement to take care of people that he knows, and I'm sure any stranger. Uh, And I just think that that's the kind of service that you get in a place like New Orleans where you might not see that kind of thing too many other places in more sophisticated places. He is just sort of the epitome of the New Orleans waiter. And it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful you, thing. You haven't really crossed the line until you have your own waiter at Antoine's. By the way, in the coming week, uh, I'm having a birthday. You are, yes. And I heard a rumor to the effect week from that today, actually. I might be able to uh, to have uh, dinner with some people that I haven't seen in a while at Antoine's. Imagine that. Gosh, what Yay. creativity it is to think of such a thing. Yes, because, I mean, you never go to Antoine's. 
Haven't been there in a, in a, in a little while, actually. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. We're not really taking a break. Just reminding you in case you had forgotten. So we're talking about pretty much the usual, nothing at all, just having to do with food some way, somehow. And if you would like to join in the conversation, yeah. we would love to have well, you. Well, I, I, I had some spare time uh, today, and I just made a couple of lists of uh, different things that we could talk about that we haven't talked l- well, about Well, I'm hoping later. to get some calls on the service issue. I really would well, like to get some calls on that. Here is it right down here. What is um, – which, which waiter – and this really uh, applies to Anyone? In, mm-hmm. uh, everybody yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. Who has the most attractive dining room? And uh, there are some people for, uh, for whom that is the essential thing to learn. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who just like the food to be really sharp and, and, and right on the nose. Uh, and then in between you have uh, Antoine's t- straight up the middle. And then there are some people who need both. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And some people who apparently need neither, which uh-huh. I, I don't understand at all. They're going but the I've wrong been way. to those kinds of places, and they have uh, full dining rooms as well. So, well, anyway, I, go I, figure. I started talking with uh, with Charles and a couple other people, and started getting this question going because I, you know, was sitting in the studio. I had about uh, three hours with nothing really, really important to do, uh, but I have this one. What's your favorite fish? I know that seems like, like come on, right? That's ridiculous. But well, think about we uh, we we come up with a lot of uh, th- uh, things that are very important about knowing. In if you uh, talk, if you ask that question, we come uh, up quite with a, a lot bit. of things that are not important either. But you yeah. know, you have to decide well, which case. one of those is which. <clears throat> Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Uh, there were a lot of. Um, Wait, I have a. Uh, I have somebody who wants to jump in here. You got a minute? Of course. Okay. Uh, who is that? Mike? Did I hear? Mike, welcome to the food show. Hello. Hello. Mike. It's Mike. Mike the gourmet gourmet. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked to you in a while. You've been out of town or something? No, nah, I've been listening uh, most days. I just haven't had anything to talk about. But two things could come to mind with what you all are talking about. I have an interesting, what, at least to me, twist on having a waiter. I don't have a waiter at this restaurant, but I have a table. Yeah. And because I have a table, I tend to see the same two or three service people on an ongoing basis, and they mm-hmm. kind of alternate which one might take care of us on any given night, but there's no deficiency regardless of which one it might be. Mm-hmm. And well, I, that's good. I actually think I think actually think if I had to choose between having a table and having a waiter, I prefer to have the table because it's in a really it's in a really comfortable spot, and I enjoy being in this spot. And like I say, there's no really any big deal. Just I think any probably any server in the place would be would be more than adequate, if not superior. You know. Then the Hard other does. thing is this: I've heard I've heard Tom talk about Charles Carter for a long time, and I sometimes hear him say that even if you request 
Mr. Carter. He's so popular and so busy that sometimes he can't even wait on Tom himself, but he will refer one of his coworkers to you and you'll be well taken care of. What I'm curious about is, I, from what I understand, from what I heard a few years back, he is one, if not the only, one of the few down there that can do that press duck dish. Charles Carter? Does that, does that ring a bell, Tom? Over there. Uh, the, the key uh, element that unique is a duck press, uh, which is uh, a, a very specialized piece of equipment. Uh, You're but, talking to Mike. And, uh, huh? You're talking to Mike. I'm sure yeah. he knows what a duck press is, but anyway. Well, well, no. What I'm what I'm getting at is is that uh, if you it's... if you wanted if you wanted to have Mr. Carter or one of his coworkers that is capable of doing it, I guess you would have to make sure that they were available. Set it up, and I would really like to have that once in my life. Is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. And you could yeah. you obviously couldn't just show up at the restaurant and say I want pressed duck, you know? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, it's uh, it's that would... pretty tough to do. So I guess you would have to find out if Mr. Carter was going to be available on any given night to uh, to, to do, do that service for you. Yeah, uh, that's basically how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Have you had press duck, Tom? Huh? I have. I've had it uh, not so much there as I've had it in other places uh, here and there. Yeah. There was one uh, in particular that took place at the uh, at one of the Brennan restaurants. I can't remember which one, but uh, it it was a, a pretty funny story. There's a press duck uh, machine, if that's what you want to call yeah. it, duck presser, yeah. uh, sitting out somewhere. Is that Commander's? Uh, Commander's does have one, and I think it is outside. No, not outside, but like out in plain view in the dining room somewhere. There's yeah. one that I was thinking, I, I saw it, it's, it's silver and it's beautiful, and I mm-hmm. thought, what is that? That's a press duck machine. But I don't, know, time, I don't know where it is. Well, most of the time they're very elaborate and very expensive. Mm-hmm. And the only couple who I know that has one of their own has never used it, but they enjoy <laughs> having it. And they are true gourmets. Oh, but, my uh, goodness. I, I would like to experience the uh, the ceremony that goes along with that preparation one time, and I think it would I would be like, a, like you a, to report on going to the home of the people you just referenced, and the four of you doing your own press doc. Now that would be interesting. I don't that know if I be. could talk them into it. Being you that they should never because did it. I mean, if they've never used it and it's on your bucket list and you've never done it. It would yeah, certainly be something um, to hear about. It's actually, a, it's actually a pretty good idea. Maybe if I uh, agreed to bring the champagne, I could persuade them, you know? I think you could. I absolutely okay. think you could. That's all I got for today. Well, Talk to thank y'all you later. very much for joining. Could... Bye. You could get someone in there to do that for you. I, I'm, I'm sure you can. You could probably get Charles Carter to come do it. Maybe so. He certainly is capable of doing it. Yeah. Uh, of all of those things. So yeah. anyway, we learned another new dimension of dining out at Antoine's. So for your next birthday, Mike, uh, that's my suggestion. Yeah. Well, be careful. Gone. I think he's gone. All right. 260-6368 is the number. You're listening to WWL 5.3 FM. We sure are. We're talking food or ducks. And eating, too. Presses and such things. I don't know why I'm making a, co- a connection between uh, the
the duck and something else. But one of the people who was doing the, the food at the big event, uh, the Naufi uh, event mm-hmm. that went on uh, last night, uh, there was uh, there was somebody else there who I got to talking with. You know, I want to save that till later. Never mind. Okay. Uh, but anyway, at, we oh, you want a break? We will take one, and we will come back with more of the food show in a moment. But first, if you will, this. Hanging out with us today, we have uh, uh, who, who's who? Uh, Steve. 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 No, uh, Mary. Mary is with us. Mary Ann, yeah. Mary Ann. Steve is on the line. Steve, uh, come on in. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Uh, you know, it's uh, the kind of thing that we do on a normal daily basis. Well, I'm not sure you'd call it normal, but, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you might have something there. Uh, I wish I could stop I sounding like mid- that dog, Muttley. <laughs> in the mid-'70s, I had our uh, – well, I was playing in a band at the time, and the band, we had our own personal waitress server at Western Sizzler. Mm. <laughs> and, wow. and I know that's not real elegant, but it uh-huh. was really cool. Every time we'd go in, Margaret would grab our tickets and service, and she was a middle-aged woman at the time, and she just loved all of us. And so we used to always just – you know, it was real classy to have our own – Server at Western Sizzling. Well, you know, I it, think it that worked. works. It it definitely did work. We'd leave her good tips, and we'd get great service, and had a, a lot good of fun time. Was that. had by all. Absolutely. And then yeah. the, one other thing I wanted to tell y'all: when I went to college in Shreveport, I went to Centenary for the first two years, and we had steak night every Tuesday night in the cafeteria, mm. and. They were um, less than spectacular, um, but my roommate – we had these hooks on all around the walls in the cafeteria for the art students to hang their artwork on for everybody to look at. And my roommate took one of the stakes and hung it on one of the hooks, and it stayed there for about four weeks. Did anyone buy it, or was the sale of artwork in restaurants happening back then? No, it wasn't the sa- It wasn't for sale. None of that stuff was for sale. And the funniest thing was that nobody even saw it from the cafeteria. You know, the staff. It was only when they started to even... smell it. Yeah, I guess so. But it was cooked, you know. But it was, it was probably a month later before somebody took it down, and we were very disappointed when our artwork was taken mm. down. You know. Mm. But um, well, too bad you weren't raising your dogs then. You could have brought it to the dog. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> could have happened. Could have happened. But so, and our dogs are doing great. We're down to two now. Oh. We mm. we lost Wait, one at did... almost sixteen years old. Oh. I'm well, sorry. You know, well, yeah, it, it was it was hard, but at 16 years old, that's pretty old for a dog. That's a good especially life. Especially a big dog. You're right. You know? That's a good life. Yeah. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And she did have that. Mm. So, okay. all right. All right. Take Thanks care. For Thanks for calling. See you. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmaurice. We'll talk about uh, just about anything on your mind having to do with eating, restaurants, restaurants and uh, cooking and wine and all of that. Uh, a couple of random questions here. 
what's your favorite fish? Okay, you're going out, you're going to have fish for an entree today. What's the fish you're going to go for? Uh, what about this? If you're going to get something that has, has oysters in it and shrimp, or would you ever do something like that? Uh, and what about adding some crawfish to it? Do you think this is a good idea, or is this just something you're trying to extend? Uh, some Somebody brought that up a couple of days ago, and I never seem to get it off the bottom bottom ground. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're almost, it's almost news time, isn't 260 it? 260-6368, uh, if you want to join us, we're going to the top of the hour news. WWL Radio, New Orleans, where the news is next over most of these same frequencies from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.